Jason Biggs is here. Hi, Larry. You look good. I do? Yeah, you don't look like you're getting your ass kicked every night of the week. Uh, eight shows a night. I appreciate it. I appreciate it. Eight shows a night would be something else. If I did eight shows a night, if I did eight shows a night, I would definitely look like I got my ass kicked. But yeah, no, I'm hanging in there, man. I, I was just, uh, you know, talking off air about how once the show opens and now we've been open for a couple of weeks it's uh the schedule is much more manageable and it it, i think i'm i'm going to hit a point where exhaustion really creeps in just for doing it just just if i'm doing it for a while but of course but because i we were having such a ridiculous schedule for so long you know rehearsals and then rehearsals during the day into performances at night um, that now that we're just doing performances, it really feels comparatively like a breeze. You I'll, know? Bet. I'll bet. And, and also, it's really fun. You know, we're not, we're not, uh, we're having a great time up there. Audiences have been responsive. You know, the reviews, thank God, we're, we're good. So we're past that sort of stress of like, eh, are people going to like it? Are the reviews going to come in okay? So, so we're actually having fun and it's enjoyable. It's fun to go to work. Um, you know, we haven't got it. The show hasn't gotten monotonous for us yet. You know, it's still pretty fresh. And yeah. So anyway, and that's that's by the way, this is all very important because because my kid is uh, lately has not been sleeping so well. So it's nice that I'm feeling, uh, <laughs> okay, you know, that I don't have the added, uh, you know, issue of being exhausted with the show <laughs> when, when real life catches up to you. Yep. Uh, so as I said, that's Jason Biggs, and we're talking about his uh, his Broadway uh, Broadway production. Well, the production that he's in called the Heidi Chronicles at the Music Box Theater. He's doing that with Elizabeth Moss, who was here recently. And um, are you are you do you tend to have your energy run later in the day? Are you do you peak later than others? Um, yeah. I'm trying it, to figure this out because I'm thinking. I guess maybe. Because mine runs at the far opposite end. Okay. So that when I went to see the show, mm-hmm. I had to go to a matinee because I was thinking I'll be catatonic and really mean watching an evening show. Interesting. Yeah. I'm actually uh, rather adaptable um, because, you know, people ask, you know, I've never really been able to answer the question, am I a morning person or a night person? Um, because it sort of varies with, uh, with time in my life and, and circumstances. And so I've always found that when I'm doing theater, uh, I, I, I adapt to the schedule fairly easily and actually quite enjoy it. Um, you know, so I, so now, yes, I'm definitely (laughs) running late. So it's, so when, when my kid's up at three, four o'clock in the morning, uh, it is, oh. it, it's, it's painful. Oh. It's painful. Oh. <laughs> I'm not, oh. I'm not going to lie. Uh, and my wife has been uh, incredibly helpful and, and has taken on the majority of those, uh, you know, early, early morning, uh, That's you know, wake up calls. But, but, um, you know, I, I've been, uh, 
leaning on naps, you know, mid-morning naps and so forth. But oh my god, uh, you're like an old man. I now. really, I really am. How man. did that happen to I you? I have no idea. Oh my god, so no idea. You are on the best run. It's been really uh, exciting to watch as a fan because you know I've been a fan of your work for a really long time, Larry. You've and, been and such a great fan of mine, and I, I love, <laughs> I really, I love you. Are for you about it. to? Is there a punchline? There's zero punchline. <laughs> I really, I really mean that. I've had the best conversations with you because you've been so earnest and honest with me, and like have you know said things that have um, really made me feel good, but I've also felt um, you know uh, inspiring too. I oh, really mean you're that. Really nice. No, you've been very sweet to you're me. Very, very nice. Well, it's exciting to see uh, all the work pay off. It's it, because. I remember, I think we met um, for- I remember Grass, when, was Grassroots. Grassroots. Yep. Which was a fucking great movie. Still, I mean, you, y'all should watch that. It's a good, good movie. And um, and the risk of, of Orange is the New Black. And, and now you seem to be playing kind of, I don't want to say douchebags, but you're playing- Edgier guys yep. than you ever ever did. Yeah, you. It's, it's like it's like it's like your own renaissance. Are you loving it? I'm loving it. Yeah, because, I am. Because this character <clears throat> in in Heidi Chronicles is not the character you would have been cast in five years ago. Not at all. Not you at all. You would play the other guy. A- exactly. The right. nicer guy. Yep. Instead, you play this real, the the guy that she really needs to just tell to go fuck off. Yeah. Exactly. And yet. And yet he's still, you still need to understand why Heidi uh, loves him and keeps him around for as long as she does. Like why he's such an important player in her yeah. life over the span of two plus decades, which is to say you need to like him on some level. Well, you need to, yeah, you need to like him and you need to understand the 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 magnetic connection between the two of them. Exactly. And- how, do you, how do you find that in him? Well, I think the biggest thing is that he's honest. He, you know, it's it's a brutal honesty, and it's a perfect example of you know, uh, you know he, that phrase. You know, the truth sometimes hurts. He he gives Heidi the the painful truth on more than one occasion, but he's the only one that will do it. And I think that alone is makes him special to her. You know, mm. and if if not in the moment when he's delivering it. But certainly after the fact, he he's also very prescient. You know, Wendy Wasserstein wrote Scoop as a very sort of, uh, you know, he he's able to um, understand situations and also look forward and understand in a crazy sort of objective way how things are going to play out before anyone else does. And I think that's really interesting and uh, attractive, you know, and um, yeah. And, you know, going back to what you said I really, it's been really fun for me to play these roles. I remember coming in and talking to you about grassroots and you saying, you know, I think this is the beginning of a nice turn for you. And, um, you know, I certainly hoped you were right. And it's been playing out that way. And I really feel, you know, it, it, it sort of has coincided with a personal growth of mine, which, which, uh, you know, I've sort of learned a lot about myself and that I'm, you know, I have an edge and I have, uh, you know, levels to me that aren't, that are more than what I've shared in roles in the past, more than just that sort of, you know, kind of likable guy next door, underdog type of, you know, guy. Did you, did you feel like you had to ride, ride a wave 
of, I don't want to say indifference because people were interested in you, but a wave of sameness to age into these men yep. you're playing now because scoop works because you're not 25. Yeah. And he's likable because he's, he's been kicked as much as he kicks. Yeah. At least that's how I, that's how I feel him. Mm -hmm. And, and you know, you couldn't have played scoop 10 years ago. No, not at all. Well, you couldn't have played him convincingly. Yeah. So how, do, do you feel like you had to, you had to hold on? Yeah, I mean, I had no choice. <laughs> <laughs> well, how did you? Well, then, but I mean, but, but I, how did you hold? But on? was I? But and also, was I aware of it? Was yeah. there a point where I was aware of it? And yes, there was actually. In fact, I recall quite a few times having conversations with with people in my life, my wife, my manager, who I've been with since we were both in diapers, and you know, having this conversation where I you know, was doing these roles that I, you know, listen, I worked fairly consistently and, and am grateful for every opportunity. Um, but I also felt like, you know, I was in a, was, was not really where I yet wanted to be, you know, like I was, I, I didn't feel like I was, um, uh, meeting, the my potential you know and um and the the conversation always ended with you, you just have to be patient you're not old enough yet you know like you're these 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 roles aren't available for you yet you know um but it, it will change you know and and listen th that's not to say that you know every role of someone of that age is not i mean there are plenty and you know listen there's lots of great younger actors who are getting to play those kinds of roles but given my background and my career and my career choices and the roles that and it, let's be honest the one role in particular that I'm most famous for I really needed to distance myself from that yeah. like it, it, and that and as I could, But then you also had to eat. Exactly. Right? <laughs> exactly. You also got to feed your wife it, that, and, and, and and my kid. Yeah. So 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 there's this bizarre thing where it's like I'll keep going back to that well uh, but at the same time, it, it was just, a, it was just, so it was this thing where it's like, okay, well, is it really, is it, is it because of the roles that I'm doing that I keep getting, staying in this thing? Or is it just because, I, you know, and, and if I continue to do that role or roles like it, am I going to continually continue to delay what, whatever this next chapter of mine is, or is that next chapter of mine going to happen because not because of these roles independent of me doing these roles and more it's going to be about my personal growth and just being older and ultimately i figured it was that and so far that seems to be what's playing out you yeah, know i mean is. i did the last american pie as recently as you know three three years ago so was it three only yeah. three years yeah so wow. so it, it really just has been, you know, I've just needed to sort of grow up, you know. That's pretty cool. It's Jason Biggs with us here on The Jolt. I'm Larry Flick. Uh, you can see him in the Heidi Chronicles at the Music Box Theater if you're coming to New York. Um, but I'm going to challenge one thing. Mm -hmm. I would argue that you're now more famous for Orange is the New Black. I, uh, you I'll know, bet you get asked about that more than American Pie. I certainly do now, yeah. And, and, and how does that feel? Oh, it feels great. You know, it's funny. I was telling this story recently. Um, <laughs> you know, American Pie, you know, the pie guy. That's my, 
that was my identity for 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 so long and, and still is and will always be to to certainly some it'll be your viva las vegas a, a million a million percent <laughs> a million percent absolutely and i'm and listen i'm fine with that but at the same time it there was you know it it's been 15 plus years yeah. and you know you start going well this is great but it'd be nice if there was something else that that people would talk to me about or recognize yeah. me for and Orange is the New Black came along and and it was it was it's been amazing. But what's been interesting <laughs> is that, uh, you know, my character um, by the end of season two, he um, with and by the way, these Orange is the New Black fans are quite passionate. Oh, yeah. You know, and that's what's great about it. And that's why I'm getting recognized so much for it. I mean, these fans are really really passionate um but with that passion they also really take sides and larry unfortunately uh as a character doesn't have a whole lot of fans you know he really he made some choices that people did not find i know but all that is great. that is it how 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 does that become uh how do you balance that being a pain in the ass and really fun because they're really pissed off because you're playing it well. Right. It, that's, that's otherwise, a, otherwise he would be not even a thought. That's exactly right. And so I, I, I have to take a step back and go, okay, I know that this is because it's played well. I'm, and also it's different. Oh my God, I'm getting, you know, it's provocative. Like I've never played provocative characters. So this yeah. is a great, wonderful thing. Right. But, uh, you know, and I'm now instead of, but I'm now I walk down the street. People aren't necessarily going, "Hey, it's the pie fucker." However, now what they're doing a lot is going, "Hey, fuck you, Larry." <laughs> so I welcome got, to my world. So I got. <laughs> oh, you know what? Maybe. May, wait. Maybe they're actually yelling at you. Do we take the same route to work? You know. How do you? <laughs> it could happen. It could happen. It could happen. Are, but it's. But you know, it's funny because I was thinking about about. Um, our conversations because we've had a, a few of them and I've always been a big fan of your work. And, 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 and I was thinking you, you reminded me of something that my, my late mentor uh, told me and I didn't learn the lesson until about a year ago, which is that there's a difference between fame and respect mm -hmm. and you have to figure out which one you really want. Yeah. Cause you don't always get both. That's true. And it feels like you figured it out. You figured it out a lot younger in life than I did. Well, I also started, you know, I mean, I was, I, I, as a little kid, I did these jobs that I was like, oh my God, I'm going to be famous. You know, I booked a TV show, yeah, uh, a, a primetime television sitcom when I was, you know, 12 years old and, you know, aired after the Simpsons for a season. And I was like, oh my goodness, I'm, this is, you know, and I would get recognized here and there and it was and then it went it went away quite promptly. The show was canceled, and no one, you know, that that was it. It was a blip on this sort of my life as a famous person, if you will, you know. Mm -hmm. And a few more of those kind of came and went until obviously American Pie happened. But by the time American Pie happened, where it was sort of, uh, you know, actual sort of, you know, fame. I mean, more so than I'd ever encountered before. By that point. I 
was so weary of it and so sort of um I knew that I just wanted the work like I was more bummed about that sitcom getting canceled than I was about not being recognized anymore you know it was like oh wait I'm this show was canceled wait th- that it's not I want to work you know and so by the time American Pie happened it was okay this is great I'm being recognized you know quite often it for me it was all about oh that's a reflection of its success and hopefully will mean that I will work again and less oh yay I'm famous you know so it was about okay if I can keep working and be respected as an actor then that's you know that's that's the sort of road I need to take here you know and that fame always for me from that point forward always became about not something to you know feed my ego in some weird way although listen I do have an ego of course like of course, there's we all, have, we all ego. have egos and certainly it does feed it in to some degree but I have to remember that at the end of the day it's more for me about okay it just means that I can maybe get another job you know because I just want to work I'd rather work and and do good work and be respected for that work than be famous for my work, yeah. you know? So do you feel less tense about the next job coming? No. <laughs> <laughs> that was real. I don't. Uh, I really wish I, I did. Um, you know. Uh, so, how do you, so how do you manage that? Because I because that's something that a lot of us, that's something I relate to as well. Yeah. I, I come in here every day like, holy shit, they're going to fire me today. Yeah. So... Well, I listen, I know the play is going to end like when it's going to end. I don't know, but I know it's going to end right. and I don't know who's going to see it. And listen, I'm very grateful. The reviews have been good. And uh, but, you know, and hopefully word of mouth is good. And hopefully someone will come into that theater one day. That's a decision maker and and puts me in the next job. But I can't count on that. So the only thing I can count on is that I've grown as an actor. I've had a wonderful experience doing it. And it's been great for me and my growth personally, but it doesn't guarantee my next job at all. You know, mm. in fact, because it's theater, unfortunately, it's, you know, you just never know. Hollywood, Hollywood's all for, far all away, over there, far right. away. And so, you know, it's tricky, man. And, you know, I'm not doing this season of Orange and, you know, you, you just don't know, man. It's, it's my whole life has been like this. I guess the only thing that I've sort of, you know, I, I, I am confident enough in my abilities to know that I will work again, but I think the stakes are much higher for me now, obviously with a family, a young child. And, and so, uh, you know, I just don't know when that will happen or what it will be. And that's, that will never not cause anxiety, you know? Good Lord. So, you just gave me a stomach ache. Yeah. Well, listen, I'm, I'm in therapy and I'm, <laughs> uh, and I am not shy about saying that I am, and I am not shy about bringing it up in, in therapy. I mean, I talk about it ad nauseum, you know, and I have to believe that there's a, you know, that there's a, that, that there's a path. You know, there is you 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 really are a remarkable actor. It's it's just like I said at the beginning of our conversation, as someone who's had the chance to talk to you. But even if we never met, it's been fun watching because you could see, uh, you know, even before grassroots, you could see this person screaming to get out. Yeah. Well, and now he's Larry, out. now he's now he's been let loose. I really, awesome. really appreciate that. I, I honestly, I'll never forget that first talk we had. I won't. Oh, I, I won't either. 
I won't either. So uh, that means you're going to come back. No, this is it. <laughs> so uh, <laughs> go. <laughs> I, I I got out of you what I needed, my man. Some some confidence and uh, my ego and just like, uh, inflated. <laughs> just like every other man in my past. Look for if you're coming to New York, go see Jason Biggs in the Heidi Chronicles at the Music Box Theater. It is terrific theater, and um, it's, it's a classic play done so well. It's still so relevant, and um, we'll see you again. I certainly will. Thanks, right. Larry, so much for having me.